All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. episode number 25 of the DFO podcast. I cannot believe we're already at 25. Uh, we're well into the second round of the playoffs. Uh, of course, I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me live, not in Beeford, home from Brantford, is Michael Beebs. Bonnie, how's it going, Beebs? It's going good. It's official. I'm uh, back in the area, ready to bug Brock as often as I can, <laughs> and uh, therefore look to his Twitter and be ready to uh, just see him tweeting at me, telling me to shut up, stuff like that, and, <laughs> and not come over. So, you know. So and it's good to be back. We're doing another episode here without Dylan D. Berthium. He, Sorry, who? Hey, I don't even know who he is I anymore. I totally forgot who this Forgo- is. I thought it was a two-man podcast nowadays. It's not? Okay. Well, it might It might be soon. By the looks of things, he doesn't feel like coming back anytime soon. Yeah, we got our Photoshop guy working on a new cover. <laughs> we got everything going. It's, uh, it's in the works. <laughs> yeah, D. is on his way to Myrtle Beach on a golf trip. So um, I guess most of my anger is directed towards the fact that I'm just yeah, it's a lot crazy, of jealousy. Crazy lot jealous, of, jealousy. Of, of his trip. We tried to squeeze him in yesterday, but he uh, obviously didn't have, you know, two days was not enough time, uh, not enough heads up for him to pack his bags before the trip. Um, but I well, guess, again, uh, just mad jealousy coming from yeah. me right now. Our listeners don't know, D's very, uh, he's a very high fashion guy, so he has to, uh, he really has to, you know, pack a lot of stuff. So. Gotta get the suit bag out, roll yeah. the suits up. And uh, <laughs> he's known to really bring it on the golf course as far as fashion goes, so, uh, you know, we need it this time. <laughs> well, enough throwing shade at D. Uh, we got some exciting news from you. Why don't you go, and te- go ahead and, you know, let the listeners know what's up going on, you know, big in your life right now. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. I had uh, McDonald's. Oh, you don't mean that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I graduated this past week. Congratulations, um, man. 
man. Cheers to that. Yeah, Cheers to that. It's uh, it's been a long run. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, thank you. So uh, graduation, big uni- moment. University in the books. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on with Mike Bondi. I now have an official journalism degree. So uh, you're actually licensed to be on this podcast. Yeah, now. I can uh, <laughs> I can act totally douchier and smarter than most people because I just have that degree now. So you know what, I, I win. Um, but yeah, I'm excited and uh, on to the next next. Next step. Next chapter. Yeah. Hopefully that so, means growing the uh, the DFO podcast brand. So we're open. I'm just gonna <laughs> you know dedicate all my time to it. That's good. So I'm proud of you, man. I've been you know I've had my journalism degree for a little bit now, and it's it's, it's exciting time to finally graduate. You've been it's working fun. hard. It's it's good to be back in in Bell River or to come to the area now. I'm sure as well. So congrats. It's nice to not take pointless classes on things that are like oh you want to learn about this area of the internet and it's like well i, I know i'm not going to use that every day but <laughs> i just want to learn about sports so now i can focus on that there you go um that's a lot more exciting news than what i've got i'm pretty th- pretty sure the only thing i've got to say is uh i started volleyball beach volleyball on tuesday absolutely froze my ass off it's um, cold and then it's even i play again tonight and it's going to be even worse it's like raining it's like 45 degrees. All the girls on my team, my girlfriend and sister included, are just going to be losing it out there. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. That'll be uh, fun. I'm going to be wearing like the, the one-piece Under Armour jumpsuit, the, the long john underneath, hopefully the only You way act I'll like stay you don't wear that every time you play volleyball. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So true. Uh, but before we break down kind of the, the second round here of the NHL playoffs, let's talk a little bit about there was a couple – hilarious things going down on hockey twitter this past week um i'm sure many many of you have heard of uh tony x or otherwise known as at i think it's solu city who absolutely stole the show on twitter um he was just happened to stumble upon game seven between the blues and the blackhawks i'm pretty sure he was just looking for the st louis cardinals game but i think like fox sports midwest or st louis or whatever it is had the blues Blackhawks game seven and he, he's like oh I guess like I'm watching this today and he live tweeted the game and it was absolutely hilarious he uh he ended up going from 1600 to over 66,000 followers in like a day and uh yesterday even after live tweeting the game where he he didn't know he didn't even know what a power play was to start the day his one of his first tweets was like, "I don't know who this Patrick Kane guy is, but we gotta stop him." And then everybody was tweeting at him like, "Yo, <laughs> just a you know <laughs> league MVP good. probably." Um, and then yesterday he ended up having who was it? Roberto Luongo, the Detroit Red Wings, and uh, Vladimir Tarasenko all tweeting at him. So it was a pretty big day for him. I know I've seen him on uh, Good Morning America as well with like Michael Strahan. So he's probably having the time of his life right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's like something that we all wish we could do one day or we would have happen to us. It's this little 15 minutes of fame, but it's kind of awesome. And uh, it's kind of hilarious just to see, you know, this is something we watch every day and we break down so in-depthly. And then there's people who have never seen it before. And to them, it's just a whole, you know, extravagant experience. And it's great. It's great. It's hilarious to see. And it's awesome to see, like, guys like Luongo and then Tarasenko offer a new uh, sign his jersey, stuff like that. It's just really cool. Uh, cool situation. And he got tickets to Game 3. Yeah, I was wow. just going to say that the Blues, you know, Went out and had a nice gesture, offered uh, to, you know, send him to game three. I think he, and then Tarasenko says he's going to sign his jersey or whatever, which is awesome. <laughs> that tweet was hilarious. Yeah. Just, he basically said he wants to get a, an unknown name 
player, and I think the tweet was an unheard, of, an unheard of player, so when he gets his number called on, he can't even find his stick. I want that guy's jersey. And then Tarasenko said, I think 91 would look good on your back, and he ended up uh, buying a, a Tarasenko jersey. That's hilarious. He should have fun at Game 3. It's just, it, it's, I'm bitter because, I mean, I've been working in hockey, the hockey Twitter for, yeah, like, four years, and I have 1,900 followers. He's got 66,000, and he's watched one hockey game. Um and then another thing going down on hockey Twitter this week that was also hilarious. Um, his name is at Slaylin tweeted back on February 27th that he would get a tattoo of Gary Bettman's face tattooed on his ass if the Kings and um, Blackhawks were both bounced from the first round of the playoffs, um, which they both did. And then Twitter has been holding them to it. Uh, and it's been hilarious to watch. He keeps uh, tweeting out stuff about Gary Butman. Um, he actually also started a GoFundMe page uh, to raise money for, I'm pretty sure to raise money for the TAT, but also to raise money for Kidsport BC, pretty which, cool. which yeah. is awesome. Good for him there. But there's, it's like he was on Sports Center the other day. Uh, he's on Bar Down today. So he we got a couple of uh, Z-list celebrities right now yeah. you know, growing out of the NHL playoffs. Hockey's making, uh, making celebrities out of Twitter. Who knew? Um, even with the NBA playoffs and all that going on. Who would ever thought that this would happen? So maybe I should watch the NBA playoffs and act like I've never seen them before. There like, you go. What is a three pointer? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> this is insane. I've been two minutes in, and this game is awesome. <laughs> that was the one thing that that Tony X kept saying. This shit is lit. <laughs> he was loving it. Yeah, he uh, uh, he experienced physical contact. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't have picked a better game seven to watch either. Like yeah, we were talking about that, there really wasn't a better series and. If there's one game that's going to bring people in, that's the one. Let's just hope he doesn't think next year, you know, when game one gets going of the 82-game season, that it's going to be like that. Yeah, it might be playoff that. hockey's the, a totally different brand of hockey, uh, for sure. And yeah, like I tweeted out during that game, like I wish that this um, series was 15 games long. It was just such a good series. So much, just so much firepower on both teams. And the best part was how good both goalies were able to play despite... Yeah, you didn't really know who was gonna yeah. who was gonna crack the other one. Really, yeah, Cra- Crawford uh, made like six or seven just massive glove saves there in Game Seven. Still, Blackhawks couldn't get it done. The Blues finally got that monkey off their back. Uh, speaking of the Blues, I believe I was the only one of us on the podcast to take the Blues to win Round One. Um, other than that, I didn't have a great for opening round. I ended up going five for three. Um, couple, I picked the Blues and the the Sharks upsets, but. It, Anaheim let me down, my Red Wings let me down, and the Panthers let me down. Uh, Biebs, why don't you tell everybody how you did? Um, I'm just really second-guessing all hockey intelligence I've ever had, <laughs> um, and it comes in form of my 3-5 and five record, uh, which if you're if, if you're good at math, that means I'm below 500, which is just terrible when you're <laughs> guessing the first round. But it was extremely hard, and I think a lot of people's brackets kind of got screwed over, as well as mine. Um I uh, I chose Dallas. That one was almost hand-fed to me and too easy, so thanks for the free win. Chicago, <laughs> I had to go with them. Um, obviously, like Brock said, St. Louis, just uh, they had to get that monkey off their back, and I didn't think this was the year. It's a pretty tough matchup. So I loved seeing Chicago lose, but um, I did choose them. So thanks again for one final screw, Chicago. Uh, Anaheim, we both took Anaheim. I think so. everybody took Anaheim. Like I don't think a lot yeah. of people took Nashville. Um, the one stat that I read this morning that just blew me away was this is the fourth straight postseason where the Ducks have had a 3-2 series lead, blown the lead, and then lost in Game 7. I mean, how how is like... That's your heart as a game six and seven. Yeah, yeah. how's your heart as a as a Ducks fan? Like I'd be just losing it. 
Yeah. Like and like Bruce Boudreau might like must go right. Yeah, it has to like you have to think that that has to reflect somewhat on coaching when your guy you can't get your guys up and ready on home ice in Game Seven. And, uh, he's kind of been on the hot seat for a while now, especially when Six they got off to a dreadful game. start. Uh, it looked like they rebounded and they were going to be good to go. But I mean, their, ser- their their season ended the same way it started, which is uh, some poor play. Yeah, I mean, I kind of was thinking that too as I was watching them just absolutely struggle to find the back of the net in the last third period there. I mean, it looked like they were all over them. They should have been scoring, and it was like, wasn't this just a microcosm of their whole season just kind of brought down, and uh, and that's the way it looked. So I, I, I'd say I'd say give Bruce the sniffs. Yeah, I mean, he's had, he's had his fair share of struggles. He's had some of the best teams in hockey, yeah. and he just can't get the job done. I mean, Washington struggled in the postseason when he was there. Now the Ducks, the same thing. Um, but why don't you go ahead and continue your next couple yeah. uh, um, first-round picks? Well, well, Brock took San Jose, which I'm kind of jealous of now. I took L.A. I honestly took L.A. to go super far in these playoffs, so that kind <laughs> of uh, I shot myself in the foot on that one. But then on the other side, we, all, we had the same pick, so um, I really couldn't change my record away from Brock's much more. But again, the New York Islanders game caught a lot of people, or series caught a lot of people off guard, which it probably shouldn't have now that we well, think about it. Well, I, I remember when we did the, the first round preview, I gave a lot of credit to the Islanders, and I thought that they were a pretty good team, but I thought ultimately the series came down to Grice versus Luongo, and I just didn't think that a guy like a guy like Thomas Grice, who had no playoff experience, yeah. would be able to step in and shut down a pretty good Panthers team. And, and, and essentially outplay Luongo. Well, not essentially, he did, did outplay yeah, Luongo. absolutely. He was great. He was like, he's literally, him and John Tavares are the only reason that they're in the second round. Tavares absolutely just took over that series and just looked like a monster. And then all of, a, all of a sudden, now that, you know, they find themselves up one nothing on on Tampa Bay, which makes me furious because Ben Bishop stood on his melon against the against the Red Wings. So like they couldn't and then gets pulled and then gets the yanked <laughs> in game one against the Islanders. Like just absolute Swiss cheese. And I was like, Are you kidding me? This is a joke. Um but let's talk a little bit more about that series. Uh we've got the the Lightning and the Islanders. Obviously the Islanders are up one nothing in the series. Um do you think the Islanders have the you know the juice to, to to knock off Tampa Bay, do you think Tampa Bay, you know, with a better performance from Ben Bishop, can climb back into the series? Who do you got um, advancing to the, you know, the conference finals? Well, I'm scared now because whoever I choose is gonna end up losing. So I should probably choose my words wisely here. But um, <laughs> I, I do like the Islanders here. I just um, originally it was uh, against Detroit. I thought that Tampa was originally gonna lose because of their injuries. You got Strongman out. You got Stamkos out. And now we're looking at the Islanders, and I'm thinking the same thing, except for um, I just don't believe that. Uh, I don't know. I don't believe that the triplet line can uh, bring all the fire. Even though they had Kalorn stuck in there, mm-hmm. it wasn't even the complete triplets. But um, I just don't think they can bring that magic again. Obviously, the Islanders are a four-line team, and I think four lines beats two lines any day. So I, um, I I like the Islanders on this one. Tampa, again, like you said, Bishop can take over like he did in the Detroit series, or he could be total Swiss cheese, which I would be fine with seeing for four straight games. <laughs> you know, I think I would have had a much more difficult time choosing this series if we had done the podcast before game yeah. one um just watching that fourth line in, in, in yeah for the <laughs> islanders just absolutely hit everything in sight i mean the tampa bay just did not look comfortable they were they were scared they were firing passes you know wide left and right all over the ice um so i i, I think i have to go with the islanders um i didn't pick, i had florida beating the red wings in this round so i mean i was screwed either way um, but now that's the other two teams. I think it will be the Islanders. Uh, I doubted Grice in the first round. He proved me wrong. I have no reason to believe that all of a sudden he'll fall apart here. 
Um, and again, like you said, I, the triplets line just absolutely carried the the Lightning against the Red Wings. No secondary scoring whatsoever. No. You can't get that. That will not get the job done in the playoffs. You can't have one line carry you uh, to the finals or even to the conference finals. So yeah, I think the Islanders. And after watching Game One, it might not be uh, might not be a tight series. And how awesome would it be being an Islanders fan right now? I know that they're all upset that they're leaving the island and all that, but now you got a new arena. You're going far in the playoffs. Glory days are coming back. You know, it's, it's funny. Somebody tweeted out like. There's all these teams, like, we've lost all these big contenders that have been winning cups the last couple of years, and there's a lot of random teams left, and a lot of teams that have had little to no playoff success at all. Like, I mean, the Islanders, we've seen them struggle for years. St. Louis. St. Louis, we've seen them struggle. We've seen the Capitals struggle in the postseason. San, San Jose. Jose. Like, yeah. those four teams could be in the conference finals, and those are, like, who? what happens then? Yeah. And the <laughs> thing about these teams, too, is, like, although they haven't had the success, they have had the fan base. Um, mm-hmm. Which you see a lot with San Jose. I mean, you have the Shark Tank; it's always bumping. You even see uh, Washington's, Washington's always w- rocking the red or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and even the Islanders—they have a, a very strong calling there because they have the, the distinction between the Rangers and the Islanders. So those who are the Islanders, and they fans. and they had some great great teams yeah, back great in this year. Yeah, like, yeah. but it's, it's just funny to see all these teams that have struggled now. It's all coming together, but all at the same time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. hilarious. Um, let's move on to probably the most exciting second round series. Uh, we've seen them go at it for years in the past. Uh, Washington and Pittsburgh, you know, Crosby versus Ovechkin, whatever. I don't even know. This is like the fourth or fifth yeah. time I think they've seen each other in the playoffs. Uh, who do you like in this series? Wow. that it, It's so tough just because you have a powerhouse that's done it all year in Washington, and then you have Pittsburgh, who's just what I'd consider probably the hottest team in hockey right now. That team seems to score goals when they want to. Matt Murray came in and played unreal, too. Yeah. Oh, Matt Murray looks great. Even even falling back on Zakov doesn't even look horrible right now. You got guys like Connor Sheary stepping up and, and stuff like that, Guy, guys that are scoring that... Secondary scoring that you didn't think Kuhn Hackle had. and Eric yeah. Fair and oh yeah, that line looks great. They're they're throwing the body and that's what you need and and they needed that that extra presence um besides Sid and Malkin taking up the first two lines, but in the end at the end of the day, Washington ended the year far and above everyone else for a reason and I do believe this is their year. Like we mentioned, mm-hmm. they've made it past the first yep. round. Obviously, Chicago's always kind of or not Chicago, Pittsburgh always has been a roadblock there. Sidney Crosby is. Uh, the thing that Ovechkin has nightmares about, so I, I think uh, I think it's time he overcomes them and he laughs in his face as they hopefully walk all over Pittsburgh. But um, I got Washington taking this one. I think it's going to be a great series. I think we're going seven, and I think Holtby's going to be the, the difference. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I again, I go back to this almost every time we talk about the playoffs. I picked Washington at the start of the year. I'm not going away from him from them now. Um, the the one thing is just Holtby, right? He's the one constant, the one consistent force when it comes to the Capitals. He had, I think he's like a .84 goals against average in the yeah, first round. Nice. I mean, it was against the Flyers who aren't the Penguins, but still, he's just been tremendous all year. There's no reason to still doubt some that. some elite scorers out in Simmons, Drew, and Voracek. Yeah, he can exactly. crack you at any time, which didn't. So, uh, and like, and the one thing is, they got past uh, the Flyers pretty easily without Kuznetsov really putting up any points at all. I think he had one goal, um, no assists. So, if that second line gets going again, I mean, they've got TJ Oshie, who's who's great. They've got Justin Williams, who's, you know, Mr. Game 7 clutch. They, John Carlson was tremendous in round Amazing, one. Yep. I, I agree with you 100%. Pittsburgh's got a lot of firepower. They're red hot. But, I mean, when it comes down to the goaltending, 
Murray was good. Fleury's still kind of coming back, but Holpe's been the, the guy all yeah, year. He's the so. man, yeah. So I'm going Washington as well. So, so far, we both got the Islanders. We both got the Capitals in the, uh, the conference finals in the East. Let's move over to the West where we've got another great series on paper. Tyler Segan looks like he's a couple days away from coming back. He could be ready for game one. If not, maybe in the middle of the series here. Uh, St. Louis versus Dallas is going to be an absolute beauty. St. Louis was great. Brian Elliott was fantastic in round one to get past Chicago. Do they have enough to get past Dallas as well? Um, I think it's the year for St. Louis. I think is, this is the year they run with it. I think that Chicago uh, that Chicago series was just a huge, huge step that they had to get over, and I think that will be their hardest test until they uh, potentially make the finals. But um, it just, you know, Dallas, Dallas is great. I like what they have. I just I just don't see the completeness that St. Louis brings to the table. As completeness, well, I like completeness. It. Totally <laughs> legit word as well. Um, I just don't see that, though. And as St. Louis, I think, is just going to run them over uh, physically and uh, just, just emotionally. Um, <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> just complete manhandling of the Dallas Stars. Yeah, I just, um, I think Dallas is going to have a couple games where they outscore them. Maybe they, they get to Brian Elliott and, and who knows knows but um i do see st louis taking that and after seeing them play chicago as well as they did keeping it up just absolutely just being a physical force like they were that series was amazing and uh i think we're in for another treat round two here but i think st louis is going to take it home and i think uh tony x there is going to be going nuts somewhere. yeah yeah absolutely he's going to get the the blues fired right up i agree with you i'm going blues as well um we all picked Dallas to go to the second round. Um, you know, it was against Minnesota. Easily. No problem. But we talked about it still that we have Dallas going to the second round. But where can they go beyond the second round? Their goaltending still is a humongous question mark where St. Louis is solid. I mean, Elliott was great all year. Great round one. And if he something happens to him, if he falters, yeah. Jake Allen is tremendous. It's not as a well. bad backup at all, yeah. Arguably the best backup in the NHL. Um, so... It, like St. Louis is just a complete team, four line team. Um, you watch Game Seven against Chicago. You got Steve Ott, Scotty Upshaw, Kyle Brodziak running around, blowing guys up left and right. They got um, scoring coming from everywhere. Tarasenko is a beauty. stepping up, guys like that. You got David just... Backus is like a third line player for them now. And you know what? They've been doing it all with Alex Dean not looking hundred percent. If he's you know gets healthier, gets a little stronger, they're going to be gold. I like St. Louis as well over Dallas. Um, so we're you know we're three for three. Let's see if we both agree on San Jose Nashville. Who do you got? I I, I don't even know because this one <laughs> is just one that I did not expect to happen either way. I do like the Sharks here. The Sharks look great. I say that every year. Um, maybe this is their year again. I've said that for St. Louis now and Washington. But um, like we've mentioned earlier, it just kind of feels like the year that these teams are breaking through that have never really broken through before. I have San Jose winning here. I like their goaltending duo. Obviously, I like uh, Rene stepped, uh, yeah, stood on his head the last series, so it's hard to go against him. But I definitely like Martin Jones out there in San Jose. And then, obviously, if he falters too, you got you got James Reimer, um, Leafs fans' favorite goalie. <laughs> and he can step in. I, I really like that team. I like Pavelski. I like Couture. I like Brent just about Burns. everything they have there. And I just like those scoring combinations above the Ryan Johansons, above the Philip Forsbergs. And uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think we have an- ourselves another uh, six, seven game series here. But I, I got to take San Jose. I like I like San Jose as well. So we're 
straight across the board oh, here. This four feels for four. Good. I um, can't do too bad then, right? Yeah, you can't lose to me on this one. Um, but you know what? I really was impressed with Nashville. Uh, their blue line's great. Roman Yossi and Weber, absolute beauties. Rene did have a strong, uh, strong postseason, uh, strong first round, I should say. Um, but you, yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. You got Pavelski, you got Thornton, you got Couture. All of them are scoring. Brent Burns just, just a torched, torched the Kings. Martin Jones played well. Same situation as in St. Louis. If he falters, the backup is a tremendous option as well. Pretty sure I've said tremendous like seven times already. It's the this word episode. of the week. It's, yeah. a, it's a good it's a word. Tremendous twenty fifth episode. But yeah, so we get that's just gonna be daily face off episode twenty five. Tremendous, tremendous. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's tough for me to go against San Jose. I picked them to beat the Kings in the first round, but then I had them losing to the Ducks this round. So now it's like, what do I do? Um, so I feel it's like choosing between two losers, but <laughs> they're not. I they're just, winners. I just, uh, I like Nashville. I love Ryan O'Hanson, guys. Unreal. James Neal had a good first round. He looked fast, looked strong. Forsberg's still good. They got a good blue line. I think it's going to be a tight series, but I still, I agree with you. Maybe that's a bad idea after looking at your first round record. Agreeing with say, you might not be the person to go with here. Uh, but I like San Jose as well. Um, I think that if you pulled, um, you know, a thousand people. Uh, for all four of these series, I think that the four teams that we went with really are the favorites. I mean, I think the Islanders coming as the favorites, the Capitals, the Blues, and the Sharks are probably the four favorites. So we're not really going off the board too far here. But it's it's crazy because in the first round, you look at some of those matchups and you say, okay, this this series could end in five. This series could end in, in you know maybe a sweep. But now you look at these four series, like holy shit, like these are all going seven. Like that's what it looks like on paper. Like there's nothing telling that's what me that I'm these. Yeah. Oh, like how good are game sevens? Eh? They're so much fun. Um, like I was exhausted last night, like just sitting there, but like fighting to keep my eyes open watching that game. Yeah, I was gonna um, but, say. Like, there's no, like, there's no going to bed in the middle of a game seven. No, you can't. And you see guys like uh, I was trying to think at the end of the game there. I can't can't think of the name exactly, but there's guys just completely throwing their body in front of stuff and doing everything they can. And just seeing that, I don't know, it gives me the little shivers. <laughs> you know, makes you uh, makes you remember why you love hockey so much. And um, and I don't know, I just. Game sevens are great. Um, as I mentioned in the last podcast, having the NBA playoffs to compare with is actually phenomenal for us hockey fans because it's tremendous. We get to watch all yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> tremendous. We get to watch all these blowouts happen in another league, and then we get to see what makes our league so great, and that is uh, the close games. Exactly. And, and you got Golden State last night winning by like forty points without even having Steph Curry yeah, having their, their best player. Ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, before we go here, we're gonna keep it nice and short today. Before we uh, send it off to the Blue Stones, we just want to give you guys a quick update on the uh, our postseason draft here. Um, it was weird for me. I try, I kind of tried to hedge my bets a little bit. I picked St. Louis to beat Chicago, but then if I was wrong there. I picked Chicago in this draft, so I should have just went with my gut and actually took St. Louis players as opposed to hedging my bets and then pretty much screwing myself. Um, I'm in the lead currently with 57 points, but the only players that I still have left are Nicholas Backstrom, John Carlson, and John Klingberg. So I have, I'm have i in first after round one, but I don't have anybody going... Um, not I shouldn't say anybody, but I don't have too many players going in the second round, whereas D... Who isn't here? Maybe Wills have to take kick, t- kick his team off so yeah, he doesn't he didn't win. Even have a lineup. Yeah, <laughs> he's in second with fifty-three points, only four points behind me. But he only lost three players in round one, opposed to me having only three remaining. He has Ovechkin, Jamie Ben, Kuznetsov, Tarasenko, Joe Thornton, 
Evgeny Malkin, Brent Burns, Chris Letang, Victor Hedman, and Roman Yossi left. So he uh, is looking like an absolute force to be reckoned with. I don't think that this uh, finish is going to be very close unless all of a sudden um, all these guys kind of get swept in the first round or second round, which we kind of just said probably isn't going to happen. And then sadly, Biebs is bringing up the rear with 38 as points, as always. But Biebs does still have some pretty big names left in his lineup. Sidney Crosby leads the way. Tyler Segan, as we mentioned, um, coming back, hopefully for game one, maybe game two or three. He also has Trevor Daly, who he kind of mocked in the first in, during the draft, but he picked game? up three assists in round one. And then the only goalie remaining um, is Braden Holpe, who picked up six points. My lord and savior, Braden. Yeah, so you never know. Um, if, if there's some upsets here in round two, we could see Biebs maybe climb back into it with Holpe. Uh, and it's just tough because when Sidney Crosby's scoring, maybe Holpe's, Holpe's not winning. Not, yeah. So it's going to be tough. Uh, but I'm in trouble. I've lost pretty much everybody. The Ducks and Blackhawks went down, and I'm. Really hurting. Yeah, I walked into Brock's house today, and he was crying, and I had to ask why. <laughs> and it was because of his lineup, everyone getting knocked out. So it was a little awkward for me, and uh, I wish I could have recorded it for you guys, but next time. I'm in an actual playoff pool where it's for real money, uh, and my lineup's killing it right now, so I'm excited about that. I, you know, I've got the Ovechkin and the Oshie combination. I've got the, uh, I think I got Couture and Brent Burns. I got Tyler Johnson. So I've got some players left in that one, and I think I'm in second place, so... Um, I'm more worried about that one, and we'll see if Backstrom, Carlson, and Klingberg can carry me. Maybe we'll have a, a Capitals-Dallas Stars final, and I'll, I'll still be alive. You never know. Maybe That'll help you for Hopi, at least. I'm hoping. Yeah. And, uh, and Tyler Seagull. I need so. those one points per win that I'm getting. So. And we should mention, I guess, I'm sure he was really hoping we would. We have the to. real leader is probably our boy Steven Sues, who drafted all of our leftover players. I, I honestly don't even remember who's on his team. I know he's got Phil Kessel. Um, but Suze is would technically be leading with 58 points, and he um, decided to also mention that he did not lose a single player in round one. Oh, Beeb just pulled up his lineup. So he has Tavares, who went off. Dumbass. Team upset City, by the way. Oh, yeah, upset City, Steven Suze. So he has Tavares, Neal, Pavelski, Kessel, Kucherov, Johansson, Haglin as his forwards, Boychuk, Weber, Shattenkirk, uh, Petrangelo, Rene, and Fleury. So those are all players that we didn't take. So shame on us because he took all the leftovers, didn't lose a single player. Granite doesn't have a goalie start from Flurry yet, but yeah, he's working on it. But still, uh, way to go, Suze. You're in first place. We'll see if it'll basically come down to a battle between Suze and uh, and D probably. Yeah, um, we'll and, have to get lucky. Uh, who but. knows? Maybe we'll uh, we'll give you a shout out, Suze, and you and D can just chirp each other on air. Who yes. Knows? Yeah. You know what? If, if D doesn't show up next week, Suze might just be yeah. the third the third wheel on the show here. Uh, but that's up to D. Uh, but that's it for episode 25. Um, we'll probably get back to our regular schedule uh, where we record on Monday, release on Tuesday. Uh, we kind of just wanted to push this one back um, just so we could wait for the first round to end so we'd be able to break down the second round. So that's all for episode 25, unless you've got anything else to add real quick. Uh, no, that's really all All I've got. We're, uh, we're one quarter of the way to the centennial mark, so uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. Next year. Yeah. Mm, no. Nah. That's a lot of episodes. I don't know if people want to hear, that, hear us that often. No, or, that's true. Or if D can commit that often. <laughs> we'll be at episode 100. D will have like 16 appearances on the show. <laughs> but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you back here next week. Yep, enjoy round two.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.